Face-off win of the night for O'Reilly. Nashville gets the first possession. O'Reilly knocked down. Going all the way in for it. He wins it. Fourteen seconds in. Forsberg flies in and wins it for Nashville. Took a couple penalties. This will lead to a breakaway. Connor McDavid in on Thompson. Backhander score. The captain makes it three to two. McDavid stays hot. Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show. Saul 61 for November 29th. Another great day, and man, temperatures continue to be flat out super in the city of champions. Uh, even next week, it's going to be great heading into uh, December, and everyone in oil country, quite happy, quite happy uh, with a big win last night. 5 uh, 4 in a shootout over the Vegas Golden Knights. A little more theatrics, probably, than uh, many Oiler fans wanted. But, you know, we, we had a text yesterday come in, and, you know, Basically, the gist of the text was, if the Oilers don't win in regulation, you know, then it's a big, big problem. Well, that that was the furthest thing from the truth because all the Oilers needed to do was win. Uh, the two points are the main, main thing here. Yes, it didn't, uh, you know, kind of roll out and fold out and things like that in the last five, six minutes of the third period. But the main, the main thing is the two points and the Oilers continue to build continue to roll a little bit here and hopefully you would think that things are turned around and that coincides with captain Connor mcdavid another solid performance uh, a goal two assists he's got uh, 28 points on the year now after well 12 points in three games that's uh, quite remarkable Connor leon tied for a ninth in league scoring you know if you didn't look at the standings yesterday and you just kind of went all right, uh, let's see how things shake down in the first quarter poll of the season. This is going to be a game, uh, game number 21, between the defending Stanley Cup champions and the team that knocked you out of the playoffs in the second round in six games. If you didn't look at the standings going in and you watched uh, the first, uh, well, you know, basically you could say the whole game, really, you would have thought these are two teams that are banging it out, that are banging it out for first place in the Pacific Division. You know, I mean, we didn't think the Oilers would get off to the start. They did. Nobody did. And, I mean, Vegas cut off to an 11-0-1 start. You know, so there was a 16-point differential going into last night. Yeah, a big deal. But take away that. You looked at it and said, these are two teams that are going to be banging it out. And for the most part, you know, it was. That's what it looked like last night. It was, you know, the first uh, min- minute or so, even the first half minute, there were three whistles in 30 seconds. So it kind of took a little while to get going uh, last night. But in the end, the most important factor, the most important thing is that the Oilers picked up two points and continue to press, to push forward. Uh, again, don't look at where they are Five points out of the wild card. That is the last thing that they need to be looking. They need to go, okay, now we're going to catch Anaheim. 
and we're going to keep building. We're going to continue to work on what we did. Ecstatic with the way they played. The whole team was ecstatic with the way they played technically for 55 minutes. You know, there were a couple of times last night. There were even go back into the game where, you know, something went bad. You know, the Oilers didn't, you know, like for, for instance, the 2-2 goal off the faceoff. Something went bad there, but the Oilers really didn't let it rattle them going forward. The only time that they were, they saw, maybe you saw a little bit of them being rattled was when it was 4-3. After the 4-3 goal, they kind of sat back. They stopped moving their legs a little bit. You could see Vegas coming on a little bit. But in the end, two points is all. That's all. That matters. Text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Morning roll call for the stair farmer. Good morning. Oilers showed resilience and didn't just give up when Vegas came back. <laughs> you know, here's Johnny Cat uh, JDP. Jan Mark on the first line again makes me think someone else is making decisions here. I have no clue what that means. Jan Mark had a hell of a game. Hell of a game. Scores a goal. The reason he's on the first line is because Zach Hyman's a late scratch with the flu or illness, whatever you want to call it. Forrest Gump, cough due to cold. But Yadmark starts with 97-93. Outstanding. Had a great game. Scores a goal. Sam Gagne comes in because now Yadmark has to get bumped up. Who opens the scoring? Sam Gagne. Just throw the puck to the net. Good things happen. Not getting where old Johnny Cat would say this. Uh, on another coach would put him there. JDP, sorry, man. Don't understand what you're talking about. Um, so, again, you know that 2-2 goal, and everyone was talking about the face-off coverage and things like that. But if you go back to that Anaheim game, the Oilers had a set play off the face-off. It resulted in a goal because it was a long stretch pass. First, Connor McDavid wins the draw against the Ducks. Long stretch pass from Darnell Nurse to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Picks the corner. It's a beautiful goal. Everything's humming. Similar last night, but confusion because the win on the faceoff didn't happen as cleanly as it did the last time. Everyone flies the zone. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins flies the zone. Matthias Janmark's leaving as well. Uh, Matthias Ekholm is uh, he's kind of going, whoa, what's going on? Everyone's gone. And by that time, the puck was in the back of the net uh, with Amadio scoring uh, to make it 2-2. But again, that was one point of the game where maybe, you know, in, in games past this year, you would have seen the Oilers, you know, feel that they, uh, oh man, things aren't going our way. Things aren't going our way. And they feel a little bit rattled. But it didn't happen last night. The only time that, happened was uh you know late in the game when Ben Hunt made it 4-3 and the 4-4 goal I mean that was I mean you know it was a good deflection by Colasar White Cloud with the shot Colasar with a tip about two feet up to make it 4-4 hard to believe uh Evan Bouchard didn't score in overtime that was a great setup from Connor McDavid just uh, you know just off his stick a little bit but normally he, he bangs those in and again it doesn't matter just two points two points uh Dean texts in. Pretty over, pretty boring overtime, Kevin. The solution, why not eliminate the red line and the blue line? No offside or icing. It would be a free-for-all. It would be a free-for-all. <sighs> yeah, I mean, 
you know, Connor McDavid was asked that last night in the post game, and he was like, I'm not sure if everything would be better with all these changes. And these are some of them that you suggest, Dean, and the doubling back and everything like that. I think that was just one of the overtimes again where Vegas is going, okay, we win the draw. Connor and Leon are out at that time. Let's just piss around with the puck for a minute, and they're out there. Now we get them off. We have a better chance of scoring only because we're not defending to the tops players in the world. So, uh, but again, getting to Dean's point, yeah, you know, the overtime was different. It wasn't like the end-to-end uh, rushes that we've seen. It was the doubling back. It was waiting for the exact opportunity. You know, again, I think the players, they look at the overtime and they go, well, you know, it's nice to see that free flow, that free-for-all that Dean's talking about. No offside, no icing, no red line, no, no blue line. But is it really that broken? You know, we had Grant Fuhrer on every Tuesday, our, our co-host. He's with the three-on-three. Three. Uh, they've implemented some of these rules. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Is it really, really broken? I don't know. Connor McDavid last night was kind of going, eh, I think it's okay the way it is. And if it changes, who knows if it changes for the better. Um <laughs> Northside Norm was at the game last night, got the W, and he's still full from the Studio 99 Buffet. Duke, have you ever been to the Studio 99 Buffet? As we welcome in Brandon Douglas, the Duke of Delburn. I have not, Kevin. No, I'm normally uh, sitting up with the nosebleeds. Yeah? Far away from everyone else. The best view of the ice. The Sportsnet Lounge is pretty good buffet too i have heard uh, i've yeah. had a couple friends that have been fortunate enough to to partake a game in there and they've said nothing but great things about the food uh inside the lounge there. yeah they bring in the big carved beef you know yeah. to start and then there's they got the hot dogs they got everything they got sushi they got it all um i thought it was you know they, they got pretty good pretty good grub uh there uh harry is saying negative nelly just win baby and that's what happened last night the Conroys, are we forgetting? Vegas, our Stanley Cup champions. Oilers won. Enjoy the moment. We are enjoying the moment. Yes, we are. I think only Johnny Cat wasn't enjoying the moment. I don't know. Um, yeah, we are enjoying the moment. Three wins in a row again. Oilers into Winnipeg next, well, this Tuesday, this Thursday, pardon me. And then next week, the start of six games at home. So, I mean, here's a situation where... You got a chance now to erase this bad start. Um, you come in now, you're eight, twelve, and one. Eight, you know, you're 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 sniffing around here again. So last night's game, I thought it was, uh, uh, you know, the Oilers when they had the 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 ability or the potential to lock it down in the third period, they did that. The Oilers totally locked it down in the third period. They gave up one shot until the goal by Ben Hutton. That's it. I mean, they played well. It was just after that goal by Ben Hutton where they sort of sat on their heels again. But I mean, up until the fifty-five minute mark, I mean, I mean, they're pretty damn good. That was a that was a great performance. That was a, a solid game against, as the Conroys say. Are we forgetting that Vegas are the Stanley Cup champs? Uh what Vegas did in overtime was just smart hockey comes in from the rig. Just like you know, the Oilers not starting Connor McDavid uh, in a previous overtime. Smart hockey. Why not? Win the draw. Now you can make the change. Get Connor on the ice. Instead of defending the first minute, 
Now you're on offense. Uh, lots to kind of dissect here. And again, with no Zach Hyman, I thought Matthias Janmark came in and played very solid, uh, made a couple of plays on the penalty kill where, you know, he the seam pass was, was there and he got a stick in the lane. Uh, Sam Gagne, just to put it on net. And you could see the fourth line going, just, hey, whatever happens, just put it on the net. And get it deep. We'll figure it out as long as the puck is advancing forward. And the Oilers did that last night. Another, you know, when you look at on the back end, Darnell Nurse had another strong game. Another great. The reason the Oilers made it 4-2 on the power play by Evan Bouchard, thanks in part to Darnell Nurse. He drew the penalty to get the power play. And how he drew the penalty was he gunned it up the ice all the way, like I mean, probably basically from the top of the defensive circles and gunned it all the way up, and it was a pass from Janmark. Beautiful, beautiful pass from Janmark to, to kind of spring uh, Nurse into a, a quiet zone in front of Logan Thompson. Almost scored himself, but it resulted in the power play goal by Evander Kane, who again came up with another big game. One goal, 11 hits. Playing great. He's playing great. And if you watch that goal, watch the goal, and we were talking about this, I'd say we've talked about it five times, Duke, about Evan Bouchard just letting it rip. As long as none of your guys are around, let it rip. So Kane cruises in on the shot. Go look at the tape. Watch Alex Petrangelo. He wanted nothing to do with being in the slot with Bouchard shooting. Nothing. He backs off. He gets out of the way because he's going, I'm not standing in front of this. Backs off, rebound, bang, 4-2, big goal. Oilers win, 5-4, in Winnipeg tomorrow. Jets, by the way, lost last night to the Dallas Stars 2-0. Also last night, Nashville. (laughs) Man, Predators rolling, 3-2. That's why you can't, you got to just look at the team in front of you. And worry about your own play. Worry about how you are playing. What you are doing. What you're building. Stringing things together. Don't worry about those guys up there. St. Louis, Nashville, teams like that. Uh, you know what, Connor McDavid? That's his third straight three-point period last night. Hadn't been done since 1995. Mario Lemieux. Insane. 12 points, three games. The captain turning it around and playing and contributing and looking like the Connor McDavid that everyone knows is one of the main reasons why that the Oilers seem to have turned things around. Uh, when we come back, Derek Van Dees from NHL.com talked to DVD last night up in the press box. He's ready to rock and roll here at 720. Mark Spector for On the Mark for Booster Juice at 8 o'clock. Uh, Darren Bolachuk. Panda's a hockey head coach. I don't recall the last time the Pandas allowed a goal. Uh, They have, I think, three or four consecutive shutouts. Four consecutive shutouts in Canada West play. Nine o'clock is our co-host on on Wednesdays is David Schlemko, the former NHLer for Cougar Paint and Collision. Uh, We're bringing in our ski report now. Our ski report at uh, 920 And guess who we have as our headliner of the day? The pride of Halkirk, Alberta. Shane Doan now works for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, But, I mean, what can you say about his career? And you wonder how things would have changed. What would have changed 
if the Oilers would have called his name right here back in 1995 at the draft. Wow. What what would have changed? How lives change and could have changed and where they went and who you became and what you could have done and what, what might have been. Uh, when we come back, Derek Van Deest, NHL.com is our guest. It's the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, if anyone has rocked it out to uh, Kansas and Wayward Sun, it's Derek Van Deest. Uh, time now for the Puck Report, brought to you by Fountain Tire. Right now, during the road-ready sales event, you can save up to $225 on select tires and a bonus of $50 off any service until December the 16th. Book your appointment at FountainTire.com. Some restrictions do apply as we welcome in Derek Van Deest from NHL.com, just banging his head to a little Kansas early in the morning. And uh, good morning, DVD. Good morning, Kevin. How are you doing? Well, just outstanding, outstanding. Three wins in a row for the Oilers. And again, maybe, uh, you know, I'll, I think two points is two points, isn't it? I mean, no one really cares. And I don't think anyone has any uh, hopes of catching Vegas right now in the standings. So the main thing is to keep uh, packing up the points and getting two was a big, big one last night. What did you think of the game? Yeah, I thought, you know, I thought, I thought they played well for, you know, for an entire game minus maybe five minutes of that third period. Um, I thought it was, a, it was, a, it was they, they played a very structured game, and I think that, that that's what they're doing now is that they're playing, um, you know, they're playing well defensively. They're, they're, they're kind of simplified their game, and I remember talking to Connor McDavid about this, and I asked him about that, is how they kind of simplified their game a little bit, and uh, and they have, they, they, they're, they're, they're doing the little things right, whereas before they had the five-alarm mistakes that were kind of costing them and, and ending up in their net. And, and obviously, Connor McDavid is back to being Connor McDavid. Whatever was was ailing him uh, before, um, I don't know if his, that injury was mm-hmm. kind of lingering a little bit, but whatever was ailing him before is obviously gone. He's back to the dominant player he was himself. And, um, yeah, I, th- I thought they played a, a very good game and then kind of things fell apart a little bit there in the, in the third period for uh, for five minutes, but they were able to, to pull out the win. And you're right, two points is two points at this point. Um, it's it, you know giving up a point to Vegas is, is not that big a deal because you're right, they're probably not going to reel them in. They're looking at those wild card spots. Those are the teams that they're trying to reel in. Mm-hmm. So it's important to get the two points. And and yes, three in a row now. Um, and they are they are playing really well. And they look more like the team a lot of people expected them to see to be at the start of the year. Derek Van Deest, NHL.com, is our guest on Sports 1440. Uh, DVD, what did you make of the kind of domino effect with uh, Zach Hyman out with a late scratch with illness, and then you saw everyone kind of, whoever was inserted in whatever their role was, contributed? You know what? I really liked Matthias Yambark's game. Um, I think he's come in, and uh, he was obviously injured for a while, but he's a guy that you could move up and down the lineup, and they and they they moved him up in the lineup. And I thought he had a he had an excellent game. He does so many things for this hockey club. He kills penalties. He, he can check. He can play an offensive role. He scored a goal last night. Uh, you know, simple goal going to the net. The puck bounced off him and into the net. Uh, I think he was he was a big part of that. You know, he inserts Sam Gagne, a guy that wasn't expected to play, mm-hmm. a guy that's been kind of out of the lineup, and he comes in and scores a goal for you. So that so that's big. And I think. Um, you know, that's helping. When those guys can chip in, guys like that can chip in and score a couple goals for you. Um, that's going to help when your role players do that. And that's something that we didn't see at the beginning of the year. There was, there was a long time there where the bottom six guys, no one had a point. There was a lot of zeros on the board. 
early on when the Oilers were struggling, and now they're kind of starting to chip in, which is which is a good sign. Uh, but I really, I really did like Matthias Yamark, and I think getting him back in the lineup has really helped the Oilers out. Uh, and, and you have a guy there that a veteran guy that's been around um, that that can move up and down the lineup. Um, that utility guy, you mm-hmm. can say. Uh, and I think his game is really coming along, and I think that's going to be a big help to the Oilers. Derek Van Dees with us on Sports fourteen forty. Uh, you know. Before the uh, wrist injury that Evander Kane suffered, you know, especially in the playoffs, the one year against Calgary in that series especially, I mean, he was unbelievable. I, I think he's probably playing his best hockey as an oiler besides that, you know, that playoff series. Uh, what do you make of the play of big number 91? Yeah, he is. He's been unbelievable. And you know what What else, Kevin, is that he's kind of become a leader in that dressing room. He's become kind of uh, uh, a, a guy that says, hey, you know, we we got to get this thing going, and um, and I, I think he's kind of taken on a leadership role. And you know, Evander Kane is a guy that's had all the talent in the world, uh, but he obviously he's had some issues uh, off the ice. But I think he, he's kind of resolved those now, and he's kind of matured a little bit. Uh, even talking to him, he'll tell you that he's matured a little bit, uh, and he's taken on this role with the orders. And then obviously he's very appreciative of the orders. They gave him a, a second chance when when a lot of teams didn't want to uh, with all the issues he had in San Jose. So they gave him a second chance. He's making the most of it. Uh, and he's kind of been one of the most consistent guys. Him, maybe, and Zach Hyman have been probably the two most consistent orders this season. They've had pretty good years when when everyone else around them was, was kind of struggling. And he, and he does a lot for this team. He can score. He brings that toughness element. And he's, he's physical. Um, he does a lot of things for this team. And, and I think you're right, Kevin. I think he is playing the best hockey right now. And, uh, yeah, it just, it's just uh, the mindset that he brings with this hockey club and, and in that dressing room. And, and he, he wants to win. He, know, he knows what it takes to win. And he's, uh, he's leading by example, which is, which is a good thing. And I think, to me, when, when they brought him in mm-hmm. uh, and Jay Woodcroft took over the team a couple of years ago, I think that was a big, a big reason for their turnaround. I think it was Evander Kane came in and he played really well. And he was playing really well before that wrist injury, and I think he's back to to the player that the owners hoped he would be when when they signed him. And and I think it's a it's a really good thing that he's playing well, and and hopefully he stays healthy and continues to play well because yeah, I think he's really kind of fit into that dressing room really well. Derek Van Dees with us on Sports fourteen forty. A couple of guys on the back end have just been, I think, have really elevated their game lately too. One of them's Darnell Nurse. We'll talk about him in a in a moment, but. There was a, a, a play yesterday in last night's game where Matthias Ekholm, uh, Evan Bouchard gave the puck away early on in the game. Jack Eichel had a kind of a partial breakaway, but Matthias Ekholm just flew back, made a perfect defensive play. Uh, Eichel was trying to get around him, sort of uh, backhand a puck around him, but Eichel just didn't have a sniff because Ekholm played it perfectly. Uh, this is another big reason that the Oilers uh, have turned things around here in the last little bit, and that's the play at number 14. Yeah, it is. And and this is the player that they knew that they were getting. They were getting a, a veteran defenseman who, who is really good in his own end and, and can chip in offensively as well. He's, he's chipping in offensively. Um, but, you, yeah, you have to remember that Echo missed the entire training camp. Yeah. He he had an injury that, that cost him the entire training camp. And so he started behind everyone else. He started a, 
you know, two, three weeks, a couple a month behind everyone else. So he had to play a little bit of catch up. And early on, you could tell that he wasn't there. He, like missing training camp really hurt him. Um, you know, he's, he's a veteran guy, but you could tell that it had to take him a while to kind of get up to speed. And, and I think the owners were really counting on him to kind of be that leadership guy on the back end and help out guys like Evan Bouchard, help out guys like Philip Broberg. And I think you're starting to see that now. He's starting to be able to, to really, really make good defensive plays. And I think he's, he's going to really gonna benefit a guy like Evan Bouchard, who now can kind of lean on him a little bit. I think early on in the year, Echo was trying to find his own game. So it was tough for him to, to kind of help the younger defenseman out as well. But, yeah, he's, he's kind of back up to speed now after missing training camp. Um, you know, it, it was going to take a while because you know, those are important weeks, even though those games don't mean anything. They're important weeks for guys to kind of find their game, get up to speed. Uh, and he's able to get up to speed now. And you're seeing why the owners, you know, gave up so much to, to get him. He's such a quality player. He's such a good defenseman. Uh, and he's an anchor back there on that blue line, and they need him to play that way. But, yeah, I think that just the fact that he missed training camp really affected yeah. him. Uh, and now he's he's really kind of found his game again. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it it takes no matter who you are and uh, how long you've been around, sometimes, and you know, it just takes a little bit more time to kind of get – uh, back to where you want to be physically, mentally, and and everything, just to get to where you want to be and where you were. Uh, Darnell Nurse, we mentioned, and you know, off the top DVD, I was saying that the reason that you know the Oilers had the power play that uh, Vander Kane scored his eleventh goal was Nurse made an incredible play, just you know, to draw the penalty uh, moments before, and he just gunned it. Uh, I think that I think you know, to be honest with you, I think a lot of the Golden Knights were on a bit of a change and, and, and things like that, but he gunned it and Janmark made a great pass, drew a penalty. For some reason now, Nurse looks like he's playing within himself. And and when you do that, you end up to be a lot more successful on the ice. And if you can kind of find that harmony with Bouchard, I think they could have a good thing going here. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think you're right when you say he's playing within himself. I think early on, uh, Darnell was maybe trying to do a little bit too much. He was he was maybe trying to do you know he's just trying to be that guy that that does everything. And I think a lot of people look at Darnell Nurse and then they go, okay, he's a good defenseman, but is he worth what the owners are paying yeah. him? That, uh, you, you know, know yeah, that contract's always going to be talked about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be a bad call. Yeah. You know, he's probably overpaid by a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and you know, he, you wonder if he's kind of looking at that, going, okay, they're paying me a lot of money. I got to do a lot of things for this hockey club. But you're right. If he kind of just focuses on his game. Um, he's a very, very effective player. Like mm-hmm. he's just trying not to do too much. And I think that's the thing with with Darnell Nurse. At the times uh, early on in the year, he was just trying to do too much. He was trying to be everything to everyone, and you can't be that way. You got to play your game. Don't worry about you know what the contract says or what people say about you in that contract. He's a very, very good defenseman, and and when he does play, like you said, within himself, uh, he's very effective. And I think it helps that the other guys around him. I've picked up their game as well, so he doesn't have to try and put at all these fires. He just has mm-hmm. to worry about his game. Uh, and he's a, you know, he's a very, very effective defenseman. Skates well. He's physical. He's tough. He's got good offensive instincts. Uh, he's good, good in his own zone. So, uh, yeah, to get him going is a big thing as well. And it's funny, Kevin, because at the beginning of the year, nobody seemed to be going. No one seemed <laughs> to have their game going. And now they're turning it around. It seems like. It's infectious, right? Everyone now has their game going. Everyone is confident. And, and you're seeing this hockey club that 
a lot of people expected at the beginning of the year. This is what the owners were expected to be at the beginning of the year. You got to remember, Vegas is a very, very good yeah. hockey team. They got off to a great start. Uh, they were steamrolling over teams, uh, and the owners really dominated Vegas for well 55 minutes. They were able to pull that game out, but I thought that was you know it was an excellent effort by the Edmonton Oilers. And and now you're starting to see now people are starting to say, okay, this is the team we expected. Yeah. They are dominant offensively McDavid is you know averaging three points a game now um and you know I think they're starting to put that fear into teams whereas maybe at the beginning of the year teams didn't they weren't afraid of the orders mm-hmm. they, they went at the orders uh and they weren't afraid of them I think now they're coming in here going okay we have to watch this guy and this guy and this guy and this guy and uh, I thought they played an excellent game even with Zach Kyman out of the lineup you know DVD it's funny like Teams took the will away from the Oilers at the start. You know, maybe it was the game against Vancouver to start things off, and then everyone went, oh, you know, here we go. The Oilers came out hard and deserved to win the second game against Vancouver, but then it just snowballed, and all that stuff happened. And then to your point, now things are turning around, and you're, you're fixing some holes in the boat, and while you're fixing them, some other holes aren't happening because that was what was happening, you know, eight, nine, ten games ago when we had the coaching change and things like that. So that's what I'm seeing. A lot of the, the problems that are being fixed, other problems aren't resulting. So now you're turning into more of a complete game. So I, I felt it last night. Did you feel like the atmosphere in the building and the atmosphere playing, the defending cup champions, the team that knocked you out, a little more in the air? Did you feel that a little bit last night? Yeah, I did a little bit. And I think people are kind of sensing that, yeah, they're turning this thing around. And, yeah, and you're right. You know, there's, it's fine lines because – they lose that game, that second game to Vancouver. You know, they've had a couple of other tight games. Obviously, they, they don't get that the job done in, in San Jose. Um, and so, yeah, that, they kind of, uh, you know, you, you look at that season, they start 2-9-1. I think mm-hmm. that was the record. And you're like, wow. Like, there was a couple of games there they should have won that they kind of threw away. And, and it just seemed like everything was going wrong early on in the year. Everything was going wrong which prompted a coaching change. And, and it's too yeah. bad because, I, you know, I thought there was a lot of issues on this team. And, and fortunately for, for Jay Woodcroft and, and Dave Manson, they're the ones who, who take the hit. Yeah. And now everything seems to be going right. Uh, you know, the coaching change obviously is working out, but I don't think it's so much the coaching change. I think it's so much the players are, are kind of, you know, figured it out and finding their game. And everything's coming together where early on in the season – Nothing was working, mm-hmm. uh, and now slowly everything is, is coming together. Now if they can get their goaltending back in order, um, this is going to be uh, a pretty dangerous hockey team. Hey, DVD, thanks for doing this. Uh, appreciate every time you come on. Uh, thanks a lot. Uh, enjoy the game tomorrow night, uh, Oilers in Winnipeg. What do you, quickly, just what do you make of that one? Yeah, that's going to be a good one. I, I like Winnipeg. I'm watching a lot of yeah. Winnipeg this uh, this year. They they got a, 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 they got a pretty deep team. They, they, they're going to come at you in waves. Uh, so you have to be prepared for that. If you're going to beat Winnipeg, you got to play a four-line game, and I think that's what the owners need to do. Is they're going to have to roll those lines, play a good, solid four-line game uh, mm-hmm. to beat the Winnipeg Jets. And, you know, if, if Connor Halbuck's going, uh, that, that's a tough yeah. guy to beat. So it's going to be a, a very, very interesting game. All right. Uh, tomorrow. Yeah, thanks, DVD. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks, Kevin. That's Derek Van Deest from uh, NHL.com. And our puck report brought to you by Fountain Tire. Uh, head to FountainTire.com to check out their winter tire lineup and brand offerings. Uh, when we come back, we'll have some uh, open text uh, time and we'll get some open line time. Give us a shout, 1-833-401-1440. Always want to hear your calls. Brian, are you okay? We talked to Brian last week, had the ankle injury. 
took uh, basically a five-day weekend, the Homer Simpson. But uh, <laughs> we'll see if Brian's okay, too. Uh, lots more to come on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Uh, yeah, the 740 break, which means uh, the Duke and Brian Adams. Is is it easier, Duke, to find a B.A. song when the Oilers are, are on a bit of a heater here or when things were going bad a couple weeks ago? It's how, nev- do you, how do you do it? How it's do you never do it? hard to find a good B.A. song, Kevin. <laughs> That's the easiest part of my job here. Yeah. <laughs> They're just It's a plethora. And you probably have what? 50, 100 in, in the bank there? Like, I don't know how the board works for you. How many How many do you have to choose from? Uh, I've got like a dozen or oh, so okay. in here, maybe a couple well, more. we could probably up but, that uh, there's somehow. A, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to Let's go back. Send, send a request yeah. into the uh, the upper upper management levels here for them to uh, increase my library. Yeah. But I think what I've got is pretty sufficient. A lot of Christmas music, which um, who knows, maybe we'll get into playing a little more of that here in the next uh, couple mm-hmm. of weeks. But yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Steve, in a truck. Hey boys, in regards to overtime, maybe it's not broken, but it isn't what it should be. The NBA is continually trying to trying new things, knowing full well that not everything will work. The NHL is still stuck in the mud. Uh, OT needs to be changed. As for the Oilers, Nurse has been a beast this year. Happy for him. Takes a lot of crap from the fan base. Uh, Steve in a truck. Thanks for that one. Uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about uh, the defense and the on the third goal and things like that and how things sort of changed. Uh, Brew Crew was talking about Ernie on the third goal. Well, okay, that was just one of those. That's a weird play. Ernie and I think Vinny DeHarnay both sort of trying to poke at the puck to clear it. It just squeaks out to uh, Ben Hutton. Uh, you got a D-man trying to block a shot. Skinner's partially screened. It goes in. These things happen, okay? But it's how you respond after that. And that was the only time really in the game where the Oilers faced a little bit of adversity and didn't respond like they had previously, similar to the 2-2 goal on the faceoff coverage. That makes a 2-2, and you're thinking, oh, here we go again. You know, the Oilers are going to – they're not going to be able to to handle – what happened? What's been thrown at them? But they did. They responded with a 3-2 goal. They responded with a 4-2 goal. Kept pressing, kept pushing. The first time that we saw it was on the 4-3 goal where they didn't have that response to handling any adversity. That happens every game, every team. That's the ebbs and flows. You can't play a perfect game all the time. The Oilers played a pretty damn good game for the 55 minutes until the 4-3 goal. The 4-4 goal, I mean, Kolazar tips it out of the air, shovels it in on a... I mean, those are that's a hard tip uh, from the side of the net. That puck's going wide by two feet off the white cloud shot. But now it's 4-4. How do you regroup? Well, they, I, you know, they handled overtime well. You know, getting back to Adam Ernie on the third goal, I mean... Ernie was pretty good as well last night. Had a chance in the third period to score. Caused a penalty. Drew a penalty. So, you know, yeah, everyone wants the the perfect game. Very few and far between to get those. For the most part, the Oilers played a really good game last night. Got to be happy with it. Connor McDavid, again, three-point period. (laughs) So... He's got 12 points in three games, but the three-point period in three consecutive games. Hasn't happened since Mario Lemieux in 1995. Connor McDavid now all the way up to 
ninth, tied with Leon Dreisaitl with 28 points. And Connor had these comments following the game last night. But on a night like tonight, it's more just about getting the two relevant and maybe the one that was lost, or how you see it? One that was lost. Um, well, or the, no, the, we the got two, but yeah, uh, the one they picked up. Yeah, um, we'll take wins anyway. We can get them at this point. Um, obviously, it would be nice to close it out. Um, up to with uh, you know five minutes to go, we expect to close that out, but we'll take the win anyway we can. Do you look at the way your group played tonight, outside of those couple letdowns there? I mean, is that? Template or what do you what did you think of the way you guys were overall in this thing? Uh, I thought it was a lot of a lot of good, a lot of really good signs. Um, I liked a lot of our third period. Um, I felt like they were opportunistic to 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 tie the game, and um, but they're a good team, and that's what they do. Um, so. You guys talking about uh, confidence a lot late. Is this kind of one game bleeds into the next and bleeds into the next and then sort of good things start happening? Well, it's momentum. Um, definitely momentum in our room. I think we can feel it. Um, you know, I think we've liked what we've seen over the last three um, and something to build off of. When your team is killing penalties the way yours is, I, I'm not saying that you guys don't worry about taking penalties, but it, I mean, how much confidence does it give you and maybe let you not worry about that so much? Yeah, the PK has been great. Um, you know, really, really, really solid. Um, keeping us in 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 games and um you know i think uh it's a credit to those guys that are doing it you had a goal like that before where the guy misses the net and it comes all the way around and you're standing there by yourself uh no um i don't don't know i'm sure maybe somewhere but um pretty fortunate Uh, i'll take it did you get an explanation all from the official and the when your stick got taken on your hands there with three minutes to go uh, no, you know I try to let the officials do their job. Um, I don't bother them much. Um, you know, it, uh, these things happen. I think it's a penalty. He doesn't. That's the way it goes. Uh, whether it was Yanmark or Kane or even uh, or, uh, Gagne, what, what did you think of the guys kind of filling in for Hyman in various capacities? Yeah, I thought everybody did a good job. It was kind of a, a team effort um, to uh, to fill in for Himes. He obviously touches a lot of aspects of our game. Um, you know, so definitely missed him here tonight. But you know, I thought Gags did a great job stepping in. Kaner, net front on the power play, scores a big goal. Um, a lot of guys stepped up. Kind of a weird OT. There's like a lot of missed passes and, and you know, kind of scrambly play you don't really see very often in overtime. Yeah, I thought it was a slower pace overtime. Um, you know, I'd like to have that pass back to, to Leo. Um, you know, when he's coming in late there. Uh, you know, obviously, I think we'd like to have that two-on-one back as well. But you know, ultimately, uh, we win, and, and uh, that's all that matters. There's some talk about changing the rules in three-on-three, kind of eliminate the, the over and back. What's your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I definitely thought you saw it tonight. Um, both teams, I thought, took advantage of, of, uh, of that rule not being in place. Um, I think you'd see, you know, I'm sure with every rule change, there's, there's problems that come up with, with that too. So. Um, I think overtime's pretty entertaining as is. Um, could it be more entertaining with that rule? You know, who knows? I don't know, but um, it's not my not my job to make that call. Connor, Bouchard suits it so hard. Is it really hard for the goalie to control anything? I mean, that was shot it right at him. The puck sitting there for Kane for the rebound. He shoots it so hard. Yeah, he shoots it. He shoots it so well. Um, you know, sometimes it's. Uh, it's hard for us to get pucks back. Um, he shoots it so hard because it kind of goes and, and, and sprays and we can't get it back. But um, it's such an asset back there. Um, you know, the goalie can't see it. Either it's going in or we're getting a chance off it. So um, he's a great shooter and, and, uh, and a great power play quarterback. 
That's Oilers captain Connor McDavid. You heard his comments about overtime. Uh, the Duke, What's your? what are your thoughts on overtime in the sense of, is it really broken? I don't think it's really broken. I don't. I, I. I. think it's fine to be honest with you. The way it is, that last night was maybe a bit of an anomaly, but we see some great overtimes. Last it, night was just one of those overtimes. I think. Yeah, we still see great overtimes, and and to say it's broken, I, I think that's a little far fetched. But just like anything across sports, as soon as something <laughs> like a new rule or a new yeah. wrinkle is added, teams do diligent research, scheming, etc to find the way to be the best at it. And teams, uh, and I, 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 it sticks in my mind because I watch so many of their games, but Anaheim a couple of years ago, they had kind of figured out the way that to beat the Oilers in overtime mm-hmm. because they seemed so unstoppable was to quite simply just not let them have the puck, even if it meant standing behind your own net yep. for extended periods of time. So it's like when you have a team as dynamic as the Oilers um, with as much offensive firepower as they have, the other teams are going to take unorthodox methods to, to try and still win the game. And the the one rule that I could see getting implemented would be the uh, kind of backcourt violation thing from um, basketball, whether it be as soon as you cross the red line or cross the blue line, the ozone then extends uh, back to the red line and you can't cross back over it uh, at all. Um, but also then the blue line doesn't exist anymore at that mm. point. So th- there's it's there's things, things like that. Kind of getting hokey a little I, bit. I could see it getting implemented to, once again, try and keep the excitement because think back to the last World Cup of hockey where we saw that incredible ending uh, oh. overtime period between Sweden and the North American uh, Young Stars team uh, with McKinnon with that incredible finish goal over Lundqvist. Like, that was one of the most exciting overtime periods, I think, that sticks in people's mind because it was at the international level. We still see tons of that at the NHL level. So let me, to say it's broken, I, yeah. I think is pretty far-fetched. Let me ask you this one. So, and you see a lot of teams do battle drills. They call these battle drills. It could be like they, they cut the, they put the nets in one end of the rink technically, and you'll do three on three. You might have, I mean, the owners did this a couple of weeks ago, a, a player from the top six, player from the bottom six and a D man. And they go at it. The three of them go at it hard and sometimes you see three on three as well. But if you take out that over and back, once you're in, okay, so that means the opposition team can't, once you take it out, then you're, what do you flag for a penalty? Like, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not getting it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't see it being a penalty, maybe like, like basically offside um, or just be whistled well, down as a, You don't want that. I mean, now you're just taking the flow out of the game again. So, so what's going to be, what's going to neglect you from doing that? What's going to, so here's what I'm saying too. It's hard when you're doing those three on three battle drills. That's why a lot of these guys, they'll might go for 40 seconds or 35, 40, and then just ease off. You see Connor and Leah do, do it all the time in overtime. It's hard to go full out for 40. Guys, it's it, it just taxing on them. They're gassed. You do that in overtime. That's A lot of people are saying, well, let's just do four on four. And I believe it was Alex Petrangelo years ago that said, do you have any idea how hard it is to play four on four for mm-hmm. 40 seconds? Yeah. I mean, you're now you're looking at injuries. You're looking at guys being taxed in overtime. It's, it's a hard situation uh, to look at moving forward. All right. Uh... Top of the hour, we will have Mark Spector from Roger Sportsnet uh, as he checks in every day at 8 o'clock for On the Mark. Uh, we've got Darren Balachuk, Pandas Ice Hockey head coach, as we go in the community for United Cycle. Uh, looking forward to having David Schlemko and Shane Doan in 
uh, in the 9 and 10 o'clock hour. Uh, boy, teammates, long time in Arizona and Shane Doan now in Toronto. Uh, but so much work for Hockey Canada, a long time Arizona Coyote. And so much work, uh, you know, for our country on the national team. So uh, that's going to be an interesting conversation as well. Before all that, let's do a Sports 1440 update brought to you by First Round. Watch NFL football at First Round Monday, Thursdays, and Sundays. And you could win a trip to watch your favorite team next year. Here is the Duke. 